This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Hawke's Bay, a community access media station. Thank you to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible. The Gay Agenda is proudly supported by funding from the Rural Foundation. The Rural Foundation seeks to advance the health, well-being and visibility of LGBTQI New Zealanders. For more information about the Rural Foundation, check out their website at www.ruralfoundation.nz. You're listening to The Gay Agenda with Phoebe on Radio Hawks Bay, and today we are talking with Jacqueline Knight. How are you? Good, how are you? Good, good. Um, do you want to tell us a bit about yourself? Uh, that <laughs> is a very big question. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, so, I'm Jacqueline. I'm 22, recently, mm-hmm. and I am an actor and performer here in Hawks Bay. Awesome. So what kind of acting and things, like the stage, in front of the camera? Everything, everything. everything. Um, I do poetry nights, I do comedy, I do MC work, I do um, stage acting, film acting, or just skit acting, mm. or maybe even like, um, oh God. Like murder mysteries and stuff like that from time to time. Murder mysteries. Okay. Yeah, one. Okay, one time. <laughs> Still, it's real. Was that for your birthday? Or no, 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 no. This was for someone else's birthday, oh, like last year. That's amazing. What's this, and also MC work. Like, what sort of stuff does that? Come uh, it's come mainly across? just been for comedy. Just mm-hmm. like being able to be that person who gets who makes everyone else look good. And honestly, I quite enjoy that. That is good. Yeah, it's like the um, showmanship and things. like Exactly. That. Well, yeah, that's what absolutely. I love about it. Um, so you've also, I also saw that you've been into drag and stuff like that as well. That was a bit of an experimental phase, I have oh, to unfortunately say. That's okay. Um, but, uh, I made this character up named, um, Mixie Flamingo. Flamingo. And what she was supposed to be was this, um, was supposed to be this non-binary drag oh, royalty. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I still need a term for that. <laughs> it's all good. Um, but she was like supposed to be this, um... So her backstory is that she was a very anxious queer girl who Mm. had been screwed over by this one particular girl. And through that, she found a witch. And Mm. this witch turned her into this crazy uh, non-binary person. And she just goes around sleeping with people. That's that's awesome. I actually, like, admittedly, as a queer person, I know very little about drag culture and stuff like that. So, like, (laughs) it's really bad. Like, everyone's like, oh, drag race. I've never seen drag race. To the Bastille for you. Yeah, I know. It's so bad. I just, yeah, I just, I I find it, like, fascinating. But I just, yeah, I just, I'm terrible at watching things, honestly. (laughs) No, all good. Um, To be quite honest, uh, my, the whole reason I created this um, Mixie Flamingo was the fact uh, that um, I was in a play beforehand. Mm-hmm. It was called. Um, was it was Cinderella. It was Cinderella. Yes, yeah, uh, where I played the evil stepsister who was a drag queen. Oh, I love it. I love um, it. And um, the person who played my other stepsister, um, we were both called um, Gorgonzola. Oh, for cheese. Sure. <laughs> yeah. So, so she was Gorgon. I was Zola. Gotcha. And ah, oh, God, just being able to play that evil sister felt so good that would have been so great um and so that kind of inspired mixie flamingo mm-hmm. this person who just like doesn't give a crap and just sleeps with everyone gotcha. and brilliant. flirts with everyone brilliant if you survive, i need to go to a drag show i need to do it um 
Also, you're into poetry. Yes, that has become a big thing this year. Yeah, okay. Is it like a you do something each year or something like that? Is kind of seems like, like how do you mean exactly? Like with drag and then um, no, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. I've just the truth is I've only really been professionally doing all this stuff for like two years now. Okay. So I'm very much still an aspiring artist. Gotcha. So I'm still experimenting mm-hmm. with a lot of things. Okay. Um. But yeah, poetry has been a big thing. Actually, it was a big thing last year. Um, funny enough, my poetry journey started off with a um, LGBT poetry slam that happened at the library last year. Yes, I remember that. Yes, and um, a f- friend of mine, uh, actually my mentor, Roisin Fitzgerald, mm-hmm. was like, I "Was like, hey, I think you can do this. And I'm just like, oh, God. <laughs> Uh, and she said, oh, yeah, they'll have poetry then. I was like, you know what? Uh, knowing me, I need to make something. Mm. So I created my... I finally wrote my first ever proper poem. Wow. And I won a prize in that poetry slam. That's awesome. So, and then uh, recently after that, we started the um, Common Poet Society at Common Room that we do w- once a month at mm-hmm. the last Tuesday of every month. It's still yes. going if anyone else is interested. Um, but yeah, I, my poetry has just evolved from this, like, speaking very emotionally to more charismatically. This uh, They've more turned from poems into scripts. Okay. Uh, they're more uh, a reason for me to play ca- crazy characters again. So that's kind of, yeah, you, I, I see that you like crazy characters quite a lot, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love playing villains. It's, oh, villains they're the are, best characters. Exactly. It's also um, very, I, I think I talk about this with anyone who will listen, like how villains are very queer-coded a lot of the time. Because... Ooh, ooh. <laughs> Do I have something to tell you? Yes. I don't know if you know this, but like... Um, and I talked about this with Jeremy on his show, mm-hmm. um, about how um, a lot of the artists for Disney, mm. uh, when they worked on the villains, all those guys were gay. Oh. Those guys were the ones who actually uh, like made the villains what they were. Wow. So when you say queer-coded, yeah, they are queer-coded yeah. because they were made by gay people. So that's, that's so why a lot of queer people are into not just the villains, but yeah. also into a lot of um, into a lot of fantasy and stuff mm. like that. Like, we all think we're fairies and werewolves and vampires and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, me, personally, I think I'm a pirate. Oh. <laughs> you would have loved Elf Lagman's diff, then. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, God. If I, I could talk for hours, but we're not going to do that right now. <laughs> but, but, yeah, like... The the thing is, people say, oh, these villains were queer-coded and stuff like that. Yeah, they were. Mm. Because they were literally made by gay guys. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I didn't know that, so that's really interesting. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Did you want to share some poetry with us now? No problem. <laughs> um, I have one very inappropriate one, I and I have one that I've already said, and I have one about dragons. Do you want the one about dragons? 100%. Right, <clears throat> we are dragons. The wind is brisk and our wings are filled with the strength mustered from the blood of heathen gods. 
Follow us to the sky as we throw shards of fire that light even the darkest depths of one's soul. Hear our roar as it brings forests to their knees. Feel our breath as it pumps life into the very earth we stand on. Our days are filled with simplicity. We have the independence of a fur-lined feline and the loyalty of a scruffy mutt. So join us and let us show you what freedom really looks like. I love it. That was great. It's very, um, reminds me of all the high fantasy novels I used to read. That was, could... That's the point of it. Yeah. <laughs> Are you into high fantasy very much? Um, I'm actually, uh, in the last two years, I've actually gotten much more into it. Mm. I've actually started listening to folk music even. Oh, brilliant, brilliant. And it's just become my very thing that I try to style myself after. Yeah. Yeah. Like, fantasy has become a very big thing. Mm. Like, it's very much become part of my style and how I do things. Cool. It's brilliant. Like, your style's amazing, obviously. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I love it. Um, so, do you want to talk about your experience, like, realising you're queer or coming out and things like that? So, my journey actually... It was actually more simple than... A lot of people than a lot of a lot of other people's journeys because mm-hmm. like when I figured out I was bi, I was like, eh, I'm bi, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but the reason I figured it out is because like I was in school one day and I and I knew I was attracted to girls. Mm. Um, and then I realized there was one guy in my class and I was just like, you know what, he's actually hot. <laughs> and I'm like thinking, am I attracted to him? And I'm just like, huh, I'm bi, yeah. okay. Um, and the, and the way I actually figured out I was bi is because, um, another friend of mine who had just joined our class also, he knew he was bi when he came into the class. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how I figured out that term. Cause at the time when I figured out I was bi, I was like, I didn't even know any, I didn't even know an LGBT community existed. I didn't, I, wow. all I knew is that there were like gay people. That's mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as... And then as uh, when I figured out I was bi, I, I figured out there was more sexualities and more genders. And then I figured out there was a whole community. Yeah. <laughs> and so over the years, I kind of got involved and I started becoming this encyclopedia for queer, uh, for anything queer. That's all. Okay. Encyclopedia. So what, how did you find out all that information? Uh, just research, mm. online stuff. I mean, the thing is, uh, when I figured out I was bi, I then found out and then met a friend of mine who was a punk. Oh. <laughs> and she just told me all about, like, the, there's a whole community, there's uh, there's uh, different genders and stuff like that. And she just opened my world to a whole new community. Mm. Did you grow up on Hawksback? Yes, okay. I did. Um, I was born in Pune, India. Oh, like, okay. three hours, a three-hour drive away from Mumbai. Um, and then 10 months later, we moved to New Zealand. And oh. then when I was four years old, we moved to Hawke's Bay. Oh, okay, cool. So you've known Hawke's Bay your whole life. Pretty much. Yeah, gotcha. Um, I honestly consider myself more of a Kiwi than Indian, because mm-hmm. th- this, yeah. this is my home. Yeah, that checks out. Yeah. So it, it's, it, was, yeah. That, uh, that, it was a very simplified story. <laughs> no, that's all good. Um, so in, how do you, we talked about this briefly off mic, but like, <laughs> how do you find the... Rainbow community in Hawke's Bay. In Hawke's Bay yeah. specifically, mm-hmm. um, I will admit it's not that great. Mm. I feel like there's a lot of un. I feel like we need to educate ourselves a bit more about mm-hmm. the LGBT community because the thing is, what's happened is we've gone from expressing who you are mm. and what you are to. Uh, 
now having just more options for labels and stuff like that. And I feel that's very toxic. Mm -hmm. Like, the thing is, like, the thing is when a lot of homophobic people were being like, okay, you have to conform to this. Mm. Now, um, now what we've done is you now have options of what you have to conform to. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's turned into. Okay. And while that sounds really bad, that's sadly the reality here in Hawke's Bay with it. Mm. And and I feel like... Um, do you feel it's kind of like... I've, I've seen something on Twitter and it was about um, how queer people are kind of being forced to make themselves a bit smaller to, um, you know, what's the word? Like, to find themselves more palatable for the hetero community, basically. Is it that sort of thing you mean? No, not exactly. Um, I I feel like... I feel like the queer community has become its own sort of... Like, it has its own... Conform uh, sort of thing. Mm. This whole thing of you have to conform to this. Yes, yeah. I feel like it's developed into that. Ah, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I remember watch, when I first found out what bisexual was, I was watching it, I think I was homesick from school and I was watching like a panel show. And all of the, it was like LGBT all around and they were all kind of turning against the bisexual person. Yeah. Because they, they might have been in a heterosexual relationship or something like that. And so everyone was just kind of like, you're not a real queer person. And I was, like, I didn't even know I was bi at the time. And I was just like, why are they being so mean to them? Like, I don't understand. Yeah. Uh, I, biphobia has been a thing in Hawke's Bay for years because mm. I, I remember like when the LGBT community like actually kind of started here in Hawke's mm. Bay and this was like years ago this was like 2006 oh wow <laughs> um I remember like okay there were the there's the gay people there's the lesbians but they both hate the bisexuals gotcha cool and that's what it was lovely <laughs> which which is it's awful but like that's what it was mm. and like okay. it was it led to and, and it was literally a thing of the gay guys hate the lesbians. They hated each other. Wow. Okay. They, I wasn't here at this point. I was in Topo uh, still. So. I was. I, I was six years old at the yeah. time. I didn't. I didn't even know this was a thing. Okay. And then I found out through a lot of people who were in my school for years, okay. and uh, and they were just like, "Oh yeah, like it was war between them." Wow. Okay. That's really fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you do you make films as well because you're at EIT? Uh, yes. Currently, I'm uh, studying film production at okay, EIT. Okay. So, what is that like? Um, making like films? Or... Uh, it's it's literally the ins and outs of how to make films, cool. documentaries, TV shows, mm. even basically how to use a camera, how to script write, how to edit, Brilliant. stuff like that. Cool. So that so have you found like any particular thing you're really into in that field or? Um, currently I'm still experimenting, but I do like making stories that aren't, that we still haven't heard of. Because mm-hmm. I feel like we've been told the same story over and over again, and I feel like there's so much more stories to explore. And the thing is, if you notice, a lot of queer culture, all the movies have something to do with coming out. Yes. Which I absolutely hate. Yeah, yeah. Um... But I, I will admit, Heartstopper is a good oh, exception. Brilliant. That that's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. I, I'll, I'll admit that's good. Yeah. But the thing is, I feel like there's a whole lot of other queer f- problems to explore. Mm. Like the whole thing of like um, bisexuals feeling like they're not queer enough, yes. or um, the whole thing of like like f- 
you're in a straight relationship with a straight person, but then figuring out you're gay. Mm. I feel like there's a whole lot more to explore and a whole lot more themes that yeah. we could talk about in film. Yeah, because it's kind of only just become socially acceptable to talk exactly. about the whole coming out journey, but there's so much more. It's such a wide berth of um, things that we could... Oh, actually, have you seen Everything Everywhere All at Once? Uh, I've heard of it, but I haven't seen there it. There is a lot, because um, the daughter of, of the main character is queer, so there's a lot of queer stuff in that as well. Right. Oh, it's so good. It's I'm getting a tattoo of it tomorrow, actually, of a, <laughs> of a little googly-eyed rock that features in the film. Uh, did you ha- did you ever have a qu- uh, queer, cr- like, um, fictional character crush? Like, what was it? Oh, I kind of just wanted to be them all the time really like like everyone talks about raven from teen titans and shigo and i was just like i want to be them i want to be the scary goth chicks and stuff like that i don't yeah me personally i wanted to be jack sparrow oh yeah. i wanted to be jack sparrow <laughs> it always comes back to the, uh, the, the funny thing is about jack the thing is about jack sparrow is that the uh person he was based off of in real life his mm. name was calico jack yes or john rackham mm-hmm. the thing is he was in a polyamorous relationship with two other women mm. who he loved very dearly mm-hmm. and they would dress up as uh, they would dress up as women and he would be more aroused by that oh so Jack Sparrow acting as queer as he is. He is queer. He is queer. There we go. <laughs> it's brilliant. It's all this, yeah, it just all comes back. It's not queer coded. It's actually queer. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, performing on stage versus camera. Like, do you want to speak on that a little bit? Oh. Um. Well, the thing, the main difference is the fact of waiting around. Really. Mm. I mean, uh, when you're doing camera stuff, it's a thing of like. You do you do like one uh, roll of one shot, mm-hmm. and then they say cut, mm-hmm. and then they try to fix it up a bit, and then you go again, mm-hmm. and then you go again, and it, it's really repetitive. Mm-hmm. Whereas with theater, it's a thing of like, it, it's repetitive when you're in rehearsal, yeah. but then when you get to the actual performance, it's you go all the way through, and yeah. there's no stopping. Yeah. Do you have a preference, or do you like both? Oh, God. <laughs> If I had to say what I wanted to do for the rest of my life, if I really could, mm-hmm. I would say theater. Yeah. Theater is just a lot more crazy and lively mm. and a lot more, and it deals with a lot more concepts than films do, if I'm being honest, which is really weird because film has so much more, money. like, <laughs> money. <laughs> yeah. to, exactly. Yeah. Like, how the hell does, like, you're able to do it, but you don't do it, and they're not able to do it, and they do it. Yeah. How the hell does that work? One, Because I, I went to New York earlier this year, because where my girlfriend lives, yeah. and we went to Broadway, and we saw Six the Musical. Yes. It's so good. And it's just, like, for those who don't know what Six the Musical is, it's about the six ex-wives of King Henry VIII that form a pop group basically, to decide... Who, and they're trying to decide who the leader of the group is going to be based on how bad King Henry VIII has treated them. And it's just amazing. It, like, the costumes, the singing, the dance, all of it is so good. It's such, and, like, you'd never see something like that as no, a movie. you but, wouldn't. It's just a great concept. That was done so which, well. is, which is really funny, because, like, the sort of stuff you'd see like that, you actually would find in something like Monty Python. Yes. Mm. Which is brilliant, because the thing is, like... If you ever want, like, good uh, theater or good film, mm-hmm. go back to the classics. Because, mm. like, recently I've been re-watching um, Black Adder. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Which is a brilliant show about... Um, it, uh, it's, a, it's about this guy who's basically... <laughs> 
um, he always has a different motive in each season because each season takes place in a different era of time. Mm. So there's one era where he's the last season uh, where he's in World War One, mm-hmm. and this motivation is to get out of the war because whenever he's been, a, whenever he's actually done soldiering, he's been like. He's always he's never been actually in combat. Gotcha. He's always just been in stories where there has been combat, and I say that with quotations, by the way. <laughs> um, you can't hear the quotations. Yeah, you can't hear the quotations <laughs> unless I. Yeah, there's the rings. <laughs> I <smart> time. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so like always go back to the classics. I feel because mm. those ultimately are what like lead you to look into different concepts mm. and see from different perspectives. Do you have any, like, queer classics that you'd really recommend? Or queer-coded, I guess, but, you know. Me, uh, I honestly think... So, there's a 19... Uh, 1969 movie called um, The Boys in the Band, okay. uh, which was recently actually made into a Netflix film oh, uh, wow. starring um, uh, Sheldon from The Big Bang oh, Theory. Yes. Jim Parsons. Jim Parsons, yeah. that's right. Um, and all the cast is queer. Oh. All of them are queer. Cool. Um, in real life, at least. Mm. Yes. Um, but it's, it's this story, I'm not going to say too much about it, but it's basically just what a lot of queer guys would hang out and do. Okay. And how they are with each other. Oh, that's brilliant. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but I, I would recommend you go watch that because it was a revolutionary movie at the time. Gotcha. Yeah. And it dealt with a lot of concepts that we don't talk about at mm. the moment. Okay. Cool. It's like, yeah. Because my noise is Rocky Horror Picture Show. Because I'm Rocky Horror Picture so Show good. is also a good classic. Yeah. Mm. That's also a very good classic. Oh, it's so good. I really, yeah. I just love it. But like, <laughs> if, if you want something a bit more realism or a li- little True. more relatable, mm-hmm. Boys, Boys in the band. band. Cool. Okay. Good to know. Um, so, I'm try- I, I always am like, I'm going to ask this question every time, but I always forget. What's your gay agenda? <laughs> Can you keep that in? <laughs> My gay agenda. Oh, uh, uh, I don't know how to answer that. <laughs> So, like, how do you mean exactly? So, my gay agenda is, because I work in a bookstore, is yeah. to basically inc- uh, get people into reading more diverse books with right. queer representation and things like that. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, my motivation, like, yeah, I, I do want more people to watch more queer films or mm-hmm. to make more queer films that are a bit more diverse mm-hmm. in terms of concepts. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, I, I just want people to be able to be entertained and have stories to look at because when I was younger I I wasn't a popular kid I wasn't I wasn't great with people mm. I just had my own little world where I watched movies yeah. and films and fantasy and sci-fi and stuff like that so and and I knew I really enjoyed that and I, I could escape to that and I know a lot of um queer people today who are very anxious and not really wanting to go out that much, mm. like kind of need that world. So yeah. I kind of want to provide that sort of entertainment to where people are not just not just having something to escape to, but also something to also learn from. Yeah. Because ultimately I do want to be able to teach like life skills in these films mm. because I feel like film is a really good way of doing that. Yes, I think so too. Like, I'm, I, I, I have a bias towards books because I love them, but I do think there's different 
uh, things that can be explored depending on the genre in which the story is told. Exactly. Yeah. The, the thing is, like, the thing that I love about theater and books mm. even is that they they talk about these things mm. and they actually t- talk about the concept. And the only way that other everyone else is going to see this is if it's made into a film, mm. which I find ridiculous. Because the thing is, what I found the best books are the ones that are not made from something or made into something. Mm. Those I find are the best books. Mm. Same with theater. Yeah. And I feel film is its own genre storytelling that i feel like we need to explore a bit more of Mm -hmm. and make that into its own thing and actually make movies that aren't made into like franchises or made into like books and films because i feel like that's a little too overdone at this point i I feel like something should just be its own thing and move on Mm -hmm. because ultimately i like a story that ends Mm -hmm. Yes, 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 I Ulti- agree. Ultimately, a story that... Would you rather have a story that ends but you want more of, or a story that keeps on going but you want it to end? Yeah, exactly. The former. Well, most people would say, I'd assume, yeah. But, mm, yeah, depends on the where they go where the money is, don't they? Well, ultimately, you need to keep your standards high for stuff. Mm. I mean, if, if something's good, then go watch it, or mm. go read it, or whatever. But if it's not, then... Don't be bothered with it. Yeah. Is there anything you'd like to say before we go? Uh, is there anything you'd like me to say? Do you want to promote anything? It's basically. Um, I, I guess once again, uh, please come to our poetry nights at Common Room. Mm-hmm. Um, it is the last Tuesday of every month mm-hmm. at 730. Uh, it's an open mic. You can sign up and you can just experiment. And seriously, you can... Anyone can come, and it can be any form of poetry. You can, and you can talk about anything. Like we had this one person have a whole poem on monkey jizz and <laughs> uh, and um, and buttholes. I, I, so I I th- I, th- I think so. I I honestly. Like, whenever I try to get people to do poetry, I literally tell them that, and that's what gets them to do it, so. <laughs> that's brilliant. Okay, thanks so much for coming on, Jacqueline. This has been great. No problem. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The Gay Agenda is proudly supported by funding from the Rural Foundation. The Rural Foundation seeks to advance the health, well-being and visibility of LGBTQI New Zealanders. For more information about the Rural Foundation, check out their website at www.ruralfoundation.nz. This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Hawke's Bay, a community access media station. Thank you to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible.